It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody, to SEC Football and Beyond. Another week here, March 30th, as we're heading towards April 1st on Wednesday. Uh, We are, gosh, a month away from the draft. We are still no closer towards getting any indication. And, folks, I don't think we're going to get some for a while if you're following the news um, of where we are in terms of getting closer to getting guys back in play. We've got some news about what the SEC is going to do with some of their off-field teaching, but it looks like you know, any semblance of a spring practice any time in the spring, uh, April or May, are completely out along with the school year. So we are heading towards the month of June to see where we are at that point and what progress we're making. We hope, first of all, you are safe you are heeding the warnings. You're taking care of yourself and your family. And, folks, as you watch the news every day and you hear the death totals, and um, it's not the time to panic. It's not the time to be scared. But, my goodness, it's time for those who don't think this is serious, don't think it's real, to get their head out of their ass and figure out that You can only do your part, but doing your part and everybody doing their part is the key towards getting back to work, getting back to some sense of economic uh, normalcy and health normalcy, real-life normalcy. So let's be all good about it, and let's try to help one another. we got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of where things are. uh, Got some notes from the the NCAA, some notes from the SEC office, and the Big Ten offices kind of weighed in on what they're doing. A big-time commitment for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And unfortunately, as the coronavirus has hit everybody, we've got um, three deaths that are close to home inside uh, the world of football, inside the world of – college football. 
So we're going to get to that. We've got draft scouting room reports on Jerry Judy and uh, Henry Ruggs in, uh, of Alabama. We, um, we, we like to, and we said we would do it, as we get a little bit closer to the draft. Um, we're, that's what we're going to do is we're going to get into more and more information um, for you on these prospects. And we, we call detailed draft room style scouting reports. So we're going to get that to you as well as some draft news around the country. A lot of uh, draft news around the conference and then lots of recruiting news. Some miscellaneous stuff, looking head towards the next year. We're going to keep that optimistic approach. And some players coming back that we think can be, I don't know, some surprises or guys that are just really doggone good inside the conference. And, again, a reminder, if you're kind of new to us, it's what we do. We talk college football here every day. We talk about, um, on a daily basis, what's going on around the national scope of college football. And then we, in the second phase of the show, break down the week that was in a particular conference. And that includes the region of the country not just the conference. And, of course, today, Mondays are SEC. Tuesdays, ACC. Wednesdays, Big Ten. Thursdays, Big 12. Fridays, Pac-12. And, again, we'll go outside the, the conference but in the region to dis- to discuss all of that. Reminder, this podcast is brought to you by our great friends at 401K Generation. They are the experts in financial planning. They are responsible for allowing us to have this podcast, allowing us to talk football with you. So hopefully we can get you to honor them and to give them a shout by phone or by text to tell them how much you appreciate having this available to listen to. And uh, by the same token, find out a little bit more about what they do. You never know. Maybe not now, but in the future, you might have a need for somebody that can help you with financial planning, investments, money management issues. So give them a call. Give them a text today at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. So give them a call. Give them a text today. Uh, to uh, get involved and at least find out what it is that they're doing and how they do it. And if you um, are interested in promoting your business, go to LandryFootball.com, contact Chris, and give us a shout. And we will drop us a line and we will get in touch with you. Always appreciate hearing from you, hearing your feedback. If you got a question, that you want us to address on this podcast, we can do that as well. But make sure that if you got uh, a business you'd like to promote, we can absolutely help you do that. So drop us a line there. And one um, other note, make sure that you can catch this podcast on your phone each and every day by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Um, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, um, sign up for Landry Football's conference call. You'll get this podcast as well as the NFL podcast, the Pro Football Podcast, each and 
every day. Reminder again, LandryFootball.com is where you can get the most detailed information in our notebooks every day as well as uh, all the film room breakdowns, the draft boards, the draft scouting reports. Uh, Draft boards are up, free agent boards. All that detailed information is on there. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of it. All right, so the NCAA, the word is coming out this weekend since we last spoke to you on Friday, is considering pushing the decision on a new transfer rule back to June. The governing body has been set to vote on a blanket one-time transfer eligibility waiver in April, but that was before the coronavirus hit to the extent that it's hitting now. While the vote might end up shifting in the summer, there was considerable momentum for this kind of rule prior to the pandemic. We don't know don't know that it's been stalled in terms of the initiative, but the voting and the discussions, I think, have likely likely been pushed off like everything has uh, with the the uh, coronavirus. The SEC has announced that they have begun or will begin to allow football instruction via remote tools beginning Monday. Beginning today, the SEC is, uh, to this point, I should say, the SEC has barred coaches from holding coaches' meetings with players on online platforms such as Zoom. The reason for this was that the conference didn't want any teams to gain an immediate advantage in the chaotic period in mid-March where students were sent home due to the coronavirus. Now that everyone's more or less settled with opening things up for online meetings and film, though some restrictions may remain in place, it looks like um, they're going to allow some teaching and allow some remote coaching and teaching, if you will. The Big Ten has extended its suspension of team activities through May 4th. Um, On March 13th, they suspended it through April 6th due to COVID-19. Now they've extended it to May 4th. So, look, I think they're like everything else. They're realizing that this is getting worse It will get worse until it gets better. We hope and pray that it gets better sooner. But it is not soon. And I don't know. The Big Ten has not weighed in on their status of perhaps taking the SEC's leads on football instructions via remote tools. Um, Some tough news. As you knew, this was eventually going to happen. But we do have some news inside the world of college football uh, with some unfortunate deaths due to COVID-19. Ole Miss redshirt senior center Eli Johnson is under a quarantine since his father and mother tested positive. Um, The veteran center is not tested positive, but they're trying to maintain an abundance of caution. Even worse news, the father of Louisville Redshirt Jr. receiver Corey Reed Jr. passed away uh, middle to late last week due to COVID-19. Reed was a kid that was planning on transferring and committed to Georgia State last July but decided to stay 
with Scott Satterfield, and uh, we send the condolences out to Corey Reed, a player I remember very vividly, Orlando McDaniel, former LSU wide receiver and sprinter, passed away this weekend at the age of 59 due to COVID-19. Um, so we've got just the beginning, I think, unfortunately, of some news that's going to be related that's going to hit closer to home. Getting into some news around the transfer portal, Georgia Southern redshirt senior linebacker Alvin Waters entered the transfer portal. Saw field in just 27 games. Vanderbilt sophomore quarterback Alan Walters transferred to Mississippi State. Interesting, uh, you've got K.J. Costello's going to be eligible. Walters appeared in three games for Vanderbilt last year. Didn't get much action. Um, if the NCAA changes the transfer rules, Walters will be able to play immediately with three, elig- three years of eligibility remaining. Um, another outside the conference move, but former Western Kentucky junior running back Geno Appleberry has uh, announced um, that he's transferring to Chattanooga. Uh, played sparingly in 19, countered for just 16 rushing uh, yards on five carries. But the sophomore uh, was more involved in Western Kentucky's plan as a freshman. We'll have a chance to play immediately at Chattanooga. And South Carolina redshirt junior cornerback Tavian Jackson has entered the transfer portal. Um, some national recruiting news, kind of the, the highlight of the weekend of the biggest news, and well, there was a ton of recruiting news, and to get all the information, you want to make sure that you head to LandryFootball.com, and our college football notebooks has it. But the biggest news, the biggest get of the weekend was for the Ohio State Buckeyes, getting Travion Henderson, uh, running back, um, got his pledge Friday night, one of the top tailbacks in the country, elite athlete, quick feet, loose hips. Man, what a big-time running back. A guy that's got first-round ability all over him down the road. Uh, so congrats to the Buckeyes on the great get for them. Around the SEC this past week um, and around the conference, let's start with a little um, good news out of Troy. They received the verbal commitment from three-star running back Jarris Williams. It's a really good player. Um He's one of the top 15 players in the state of Alabama, 30th, top 30 in the 2021 class. Um, So we'll see if they can hold on to him. But really good back, really good player for them. Three-star cornerback DeMarco Williams, a corner, has um, decommitted from South Carolina. He's been pledged to South Carolina since January. Backed off his pledge uh, a little bit now and wants to kind of take a look at things. Florida and Ole Miss has offered him. So we want to see how that uh, plays out. Um, now USC out west has received a verbal commitment from four-star running back Brandon Campbell, and the local news in the SEC is that he picked him over Alabama and Florida, LSU along with TCU and Penn State. Good back and certainly some early playing time. Kid from Katy, Texas, so – Good news, quick, explosive back, really good speed, really good receiving skills. 
Curious to see if USC, and we'll get into more of this on the Pac-12 show Friday, but getting early commitments and getting into the early cycle is something that USC has not done very well and something they've got to turn around. Kentucky received a verbal commitment from three-star quarterback Kaya Chiron. Um, they're one of two programs to offer Chiron, Marshall being the other one. They like this kid. He's from Somerset, Kentucky, 6'3", 195. It's the fourth pledge of the 2021 class. Again, three-star kid. They think it can develop into something. Georgia received a verbal from four-star defensive end Jonathan Jefferson, 6'4", 255. Chose Georgia over Auburn, Alabama, Florida, Douglasville, Georgia native, big-body guy. Um, We're talking about one of the top 50 players in the overall in the 2021 class. The uncommitted four-star tight end Hudson Wolf. Released the top five, and then it's Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, along with Ohio State, 6'6", 235. Um, he's checked in with all five programs, unofficial visits, coaches paying in-school visits prior to the mid-March halt on the face-to-face recruiting. But that's who he's narrowed it down to at this point. A lot of kids are doing that as they know they're going to have limited visit time now. Uncommitted four-star wide receiver, DeKal Crowdis has announced his college choice on May 10th. So we're still going to have a lot of news here this offseason. And announced his top 10 schools early in March. But in it is Baylor, Kentucky, Louisville, Ohio State, Virginia Tech, Texas, Michigan, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and South Carolina. So Kentucky, Ole Miss, and South Carolina from the SEC uh, is in it for the second-best player in the state of Kentucky at Frederick Douglass High School in Lexington, one of the top 50 best wideouts in the 2021 class. Good kid. Um, you know, um, it looks like it's wide open between the 10. So we'll see if Kentucky can get this kid closer to home. Florida State appears to be the top contender for uncommitted five-star defensive back Corey Collier. But LSU's in it. Florida's in it. Georgia's in it. But Florida State does appear to be the favorite. Um, 6'2", 170 out of Miami. Uh, Clemson's also in the mix. Physical defensive back. Got coverability, can hit. Pure foot speed. One of the top 15 overall prospects in the 2021 class is Corey Collier. We'll see if the Seminoles can hold on to him or not a commitment. But if they can hold the edge and see if they can get a commitment. Four-star linebacker Ian Jackson um, is narrowed down the top ten for him. Uh, he's one of the top ten best players in the state of Alabama. Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Tennessee, A&M, along with Florida State, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Louisville. It's a long list. Um, certainly the SEC schools have the big advantage particularly Alabama. Four-star defensive back Kamar Wilcoxon has decommitted from Florida. The 6'1", 194-star prospect is one of the top 15 best athletes and one of the top 40 best players in the state of Florida. First committed to Florida back in November before decommitting back in April. Recommitted to Florida in July of 19. Then he's now backed off the commitment. So roller coaster for him. He um, He's now received offers from Alabama, Ohio State, Auburn, Michigan, Georgia. Ohio State is maybe the current favorite. So we'll see how this plays out, see if the Gators can stay in it 
or make a run back in it. Uncommitted five-star guard Bryce Foster is working off a top-five list of LSU, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, and Oregon. 6'5", 320, managed to take visits to Oklahoma a couple of times, A&M, Texas, before the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, so it looks like the same list that he was working with last summer, except he's replaced Stanford with Oregon. Top 10 overall prospect in the 2021 class is Bryce Foster. Big offensive guard. Four-star defensive back Jalen Davies has relieved the top seven of his own. Alabama, Arizona State, Ohio State, Texas, UCLA, USC, and Washington in the mix for him. An uncommitted five-star quarterback Caleb Williams has got LSU in the list along with Maryland, Penn State, and Oklahoma, and Clemson. Some news around um, the league. Arkansas Redshirt Jr. Kirby Adcock, big offensive lineman, was granted a medical hardship waiver, no longer listed on the roster. Uh, allows him to remain on scholarship for the duration of his education without having to play football. In turn, he'll not count against the Arkansas 85-man roster. He missed the 19th season with a hip injury. It's not entirely clear whether he, the hip injury is the reason for his hardship being granted. But he's got two years of eligibility remaining or headed before the waiver. Um, LSU freshman tight end Eric Gilbert is a guy that's dealing with an injury of himself. When he gets back, has a chance, if he recovers from the injury well enough, to be one of the more impressive and potentially impactful freshmen in the country. 6'6", 245, massive, lean tight end with a lot of movement skills and athleticism. Um, some other guys that I think could really have an impact around the 2020 college season, Memphis redshirt sophomore running back Kenneth Gainwell. We've talked about he's a back and a receiver every year at Memphis that's really good. We've got a couple of them in this year's draft. This is another guy that's really good. He was able to produce 37 total plays that gained 15 or more yards last year. That's the second most in the country behind Travis Etienne. I know they play in a weaker league, but it's still pretty impressive. He's 5'11", 191. He's a redshirt sophomore, was the lone back in um, to post grades north of 85 as a runner and a receiver. Uh, he's just outstanding. He had 1,459 yards, 13 touchdowns, with 51 receptions six for 610 yards, three touchdowns. Really good player. Remember Kenneth Gainwell of Memphis. Guys that may be step-out, breakout type candidates that I've been asked to focus in on at running back inside the SEC. Auburn sophomore DJ Williams is one of those guys, 5'10", 210. Um, only got 29 carries in the last four games. It went to a committee approach. This guy's got a lot of ability to explode and become a special back. Um, he had a great game against LSU. He had a great game against uh, Ole Miss and a win. This guy's got special qualities. I'm curious to see with the other South, another sophomore, Tennessee's Eric Gregg can do. 5'10", 191, former four-star prospect. Um one of the top 10 running backs in the 19 class, entered this freshman season behind Ty Chandler and Tim Jordan on the depth chart. 
Um, however, when they needed a spark against Vanderbilt, he really did a nice job. Like his skill set, um, did a good job in the bowl game. I think he's going to get a lot of work, and uh, we'll see where he he goes in terms of kind of uh, fitting in to this running back rotation. And then, of course, Jerry Neely, another sophomore from Ole Miss, um, 5'9", 180, four-star prospect, one, um, one of the top five running backs and top 50 running backs overall in the 19 class. He's uh, began last season as the understudy to Scully Phillips, but when Phillips got hurt, Ely stepped in and proved his worth at a really seven-point yards per carry, six touchdowns, had 36 uh, tackles that he avoided, um, and he did so with less carries than any other back in the country. Lane Kiffin ought to find a way to utilize this guy, uh, Jerry Ely, very, very effectively. So those are some thoughts, recruiting and otherwise, around the league. So let's get into some more draft room nuggets on prospects around the region, around the country, and we're going to end it up with a draft room scouting report on Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Mississippi State's uh, Tyre Phillips is a guy that, as I study him more and more, I see him as playing guard at the next level. He didn't test well at Indy, 6'5", 341. Um, he's got some power. He's got a pass blocking skill, but he's, he's going to be – Limited speed-wise to protect the edge. It's why I like him at tackle. Van Jefferson is currently rehabbing from a Jones fracture in his right foot. Um, but this guy, I think, is one of the better route runners. And he doesn't have great burst, but I think is just a smooth runner, a really good player, underrated. Jacob Phillips is another guy that's, I think, intriguing. I think he's got... Pretty raw instincts, but he's 6'3", 229. Um, he's very athletic. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's going to be a good special teams player. And I think he has a chance to be a very active player at the linebacker position. I don't think he's great in coverage deep, but I think as an underneath guy, he's very athletic. I worry a little bit about his instincts, but I think he's just a little bit new to the game. Instincts are something that grow as you develop and learn the game, and I think he's just at the very early stage in his learning process. Also at LSU, their corner, Christian Fulton, I think is very underrated. You know, he played more off in 18 and earned a really good coverage rate. Last year they played a lot of press man, and he still graded well. The ability to do both at his size, I think he's a very underrated player. And, again, I encourage you to check out the board, the draft board, on LandryFootball.com. Find where I have him graded. Probably a little bit higher than some folks, but he's a really good player and I think it's going to help some folks and actually going to get graded. If you look at the draft board and you see how many first-round grades, you're going to see he's going to get drafted higher than where his grade is. Remember, the grade is according to a standard not grading the 32 best players in the draft. He's one of the 32 best players in the draft. But the 32 best players in the draft um, don't um, necessarily end up um, with first-round grades. So how many of those 32 are first-round grades? Find out over at LandryFootball.com. Georgia's Isaiah Wilson, 
is another guy that I see as a guard. Played tackle at Georgia, 6'6", 350. He's got 35-and-a-half-inch arms. I do think he's going to get a shot at right tackle, but his natural power, I think, fits him as a guard. So we'll see how this plays out. Um, I've been asked a lot about Tua, Tua, Tua. I would say count Jacksonville as a team that might have an interest in possibly trading up for Tua. Uh, They obviously traded Nick Foles. I don't think they're going in with the idea that it's Gardner Minshew and nothing else. So I think you throw them in the mix. I think the Chargers are in the mix there. Um, You know, I think the Dolphins are certainly a possibility. We'll see how it plays out. But as I said all along, he's going to go really, really high. Uh, Been asked a lot about where's Jalen Hurts, who's interested in Jalen Hurts. I think some people are interested in Jalen Hurts. Jalen is going to get drafted, as all quarterbacks are. They're overdrafted. They're drafted higher than their grade. He's going to get drafted higher than where I have them graded. That's okay. I'm not grading them where they're drafted. I'm grading them on their skill set at the next level. And I think there's some teams that are particularly interested. I think the Raiders have an interest. I think the Colts, maybe the Steelers might have an interest. There are a number of people that might be interested. We'll see the Raiders have the 12th and 19th pick. We'll see what they do. They've got Derek Carr. They've got Marcus Mariota. We'll see how committed they are to those guys and whether John Gruden, who makes all the calls in Oakland, or excuse me, in Las Vegas now, uh, we'll see what he decides to do. A guy that I've mentioned a few times, and I want to mention again, just because I think this guy is got a chance to be a better pro player than even the college level, is Tulane's receiver Donnell Mooney. He's really fast, ran 4.38 at the combine. Uh, he's very raw, unfinished as a route runner, but this guy is, can be a really good speed slot, um, and we'll see. You see kind of what Marcus Golden and Taylor Gabriel's given to the Niners. I think this guy can do that. I think that um, he's a little bit of a poor man's K.J. Hamler in this draft, so Remember Darnell Mooney out of Tulane. Alabama's corner, Trevon Diggs, long, aggressive corner. Good press corner. Not the best athlete, but technique sound, physically sound. Um, I think he can be a, um ideal cover three guy. Um, doesn't have the best speed, but, boy, he really understands how to keep plays in front of him. Um, stay on top of routes. His uh, grade on press coverage snaps is the highest among the players in this draft and does a great job of fighting for the ball in the air with those long arms. Um, We're going to get into Jerry Judy's profile in a bit, but, you know, I've been asked a lot about where he could go, and you're going to see my comp for him coming up. Um, but, you know, a team like the Niners may make a whole lot of sense. I don't even know if he'll slip there, but but that's a possibility. They need a big-time receiver. I think they need a number one. Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan's not necessarily of that belief, but they let Emmanuel Sanders go, who's going to New Orleans. Jerry Judy would be a great replacement for him, an even better version. Talked about this guy a bunch, Robert Hunt, a Louisiana Lafayette. 6'5", 322, uh, is another guy that I like better at guard. Start him at right tackle. Has the size and power to be a tackle. 
I think his lack of speed on the outside is going to ideally move him inside the guard. A guy that I think is very underrated that could be a late-round pick or certainly a priority free agent is Texas A&M cornerback Charles Oliver. Had the lowest yards per pass attempt allowed in the FBS against slot receivers. Three-year starter. Um, I th- 6'2", 196. He's gone pretty much unnoticed, but remember his name, Charles Oliver, as a undrafted free agent that has a chance to make an NFL team. Auburn's Jack Driscoll, big tackle, could be an underrated guy as well. Uh, allowed 22 pressures and 829 pass blocking reps over the course of two seasons at Auburn. I thought he did a good job when he was at UMass prior to transferring to Auburn. He's 6'5", he's 306, did a good job at the combine. He's nice athletically. I think he can be a day three pick that could help somebody. Andre Swift might be, might be the only running back in this draft, although you start looking at the high second-round grades, it could be a second, maybe even a third going the first round. But in terms of value, he might be the only one, if that. We're going to talk a little bit about Henry Ruggs here in a second, but um, impressive showing at the combine, 427. Uh, I'm going to give you my comp to him in a second as well. He's not only one of the top receivers, uh, he's also a speed demon that could just absolutely terrorize you. I, I, you know, there are a lot of people in this league, in the NFL, that think. He's the better receiver. And we'll get into maybe some of the differences and why that might be the case in a bit. Love me some C.J. Henderson, the Gators corner. God, wouldn't he be a great fit for a a team like Atlanta or any team? He's a tall 6'1", 204-pound corner, sticky man, coverage guy, smooth smooth athleticism, explosiveness. Man, you you got a lot of good receivers you got to cover in this division. Falcons need to improve their pass rush. They need to improve their coverage as well. Talked about Isaiah Wilson, but certainly the, the highest-rated Georgia offensive lineman is Andrew Thomas, a mauling tacker, really good run blocker, three-year starter, has the length and strength to compete as a rookie, as a bookend right tackle, really smooth. Um, this guy can play and play effectively early in the league. So, I you know, he's a plug-and-play guy that, you don't look at and say, man, this is the most athletic guy. Just put the tape on you say, this guy is really, really good. He and Wills are the two most proficient guys that you say plug and play. I think Worfs is in that category. It's Becton that has the most upside but not quite as polished as those guys at this point. Uh, Missouri's Albert uh, Obigamon, Albert O's we like to call him. You know, looking at 18 tape, um, he had a better season than he did this past year. He's still got physical tools. Um, Still think he's a guy that's going to be drafted sometime late second day, third day. I keep saying that. There's some possibility of maybe extending the draft to each and give it a little. So let me be a little bit more specific. I think we're talking about round three, possibility round four. He's got to improve as a route runner, though. So those are some of my thoughts. Um, So I want to get into a little bit of Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. I'll start with Henry. 
you know, Henry Ruggs was a four-star receiver coming out of Robert E. Lee High School. Um, He had a lot of offers. He chose Alabama over Florida State, Auburn, Florida, Michigan in particular. Um, He was a basketball guy. Basketball was his first love. They had to convince him. I know his high school coach at Lee High School, Tyrone Rogers, convinced him to give football a chance. And it obviously was the best decision he ever made. There's you know, a dime a dozen, six-foot, 190-pound uh, point guards. By the way, he's 5'110", 188, 10 and 1-8-inch hands, 30 and 4-8-inch arms. 74 and 48 inch wingspan, 42740, 24720, 14910, 42 vertical jump, 10-9 broad jump. So he decided to give football a chance. He was also uh, broke the state record for the 100 meter, 1058, in uh, Alabama High School Athletic Association meet in 17. Um, he averaged north of 15 yards per reception all three years of his collegiate career. Um, Touchdowns of 24 and 98. um, Excuse me, and and recorded touchdowns on 24 of his 98 receptions. I mean, you're talking about a percentage of big play, the definition of big play. This guy said he dropped just five passes in his three-year career at Alabama, forced 19 missed tackles along the way, and recorded a career passer rating when targeted of 151.4. He tracks the ball well. He doesn't drop the ball. He's got good good ability to catch the ball out of frame. He's a speedster who's a complete route runner with great ball skills. He just doesn't have to be a deep threat. He's great with the short pass game. Oh, he doesn't have tons of numbers. You look at those receivers. You got two first-rounders coming out in this year's draft. You got two first-rounders on Alabama's receiving core that stayed behind um, in Smith and Watt. When he was throwing the ball, the results were off the charts. Unbelievable. Game-breaking speed, clean release off the line of scrimmage, no question about his hands. Subtle route running. Special talent, unparalleled speed, fastest receiver in college football, play speed. The pinballs off of would-be tacklers, exceptional contact balance. Unafraid to take shots over the middle, make plays in traffic. So effective on jet sweep actions, decoys, alters pursuit angles. Outstanding ability to track the ball for the deep ball. Has shown ability to get off press coverage consistently. Um, If you're going to look at some negatives, a little bit more straight line-ish in his routes. um, Can improve his ability to stem his routes, not be so straight and static. His contact on his routes robs him of some speed. In other words, he doesn't avoid as well on routes. And that limits it. Guys can kind of grab hold of him a little bit, and that limits his ability to separate even more. Not a big deal in college. An issue in the NFL. Got to improve that. 
doesn't use his body or hands to separate from defenders along his routes. Again, something he can improve upon. Um, a little bit of a hitch getting off the line of scrimmage. It doesn't quite pop like you'd expect, you know, off the line of scrimmage. Look, he's not as good of an overall route runner as Judy, his teammate. But he's a little bit more courageous over the middle. Um, explodes off the line of scrimmage. Great straight line speed. Can stretch the field. And he's an instant deep threat. To me, he's a Santana Moss, maybe better. That's who he reminds me of. His build and his play style. Very much like Santana Moss. His teammate, Jerry Judy. 6010, 193, 9 and 4 in inch hands, 32 and 8 inch arm, 76 wing, 76 wingspan, 44540, 257, 20. Same 20 as, um, as uh, CD Lamb. 15410, 11 in the bench, 34 and a half inch, excuse me, um, 15 inch vertical, 10 inch broad jump, 453 short shuttle, five star prospect, one of the most coveted receivers in the 17 recruiting class. <clears throat> Visited, came down to Miami and Alabama, ultimately committed to Miami. He worked out every day with fellow Pompano Beach, Florida native and former Alabama star wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Um, Alabama's receiving core in 19. Overall, is one of the best college footballs ever seen. And Judy was the best of that group. He didn't see a whole lot of opportunity during the 17 season. As a freshman, caught 14 of his 25 targets for 264 yards, two touchdowns. It's changed in 18. In 18, he emerged as a top, one of the top receivers in the country. Racked up over 1,000 yards, double-digit touchdowns. Graded out at over 85% as a sophomore. Did the same thing as a junior. Um, he's run the majority of his routes from the slot. Averaged 3.5 yards per route um, inside over the last two years. You know, he's not built like a Julio Jones or Amari Cooper, but he's been every bit as productive, trust me. Um, <clears throat> I'm telling you, he's a bigger and more athletic version of Calvin Ridley. He's got a touch of Antonio Brown on the field, playmaking ability-wise. In short, this guy could be the best receiver in the NFL in a couple of years. He has that type of ability in terms of the guy that can make plays, speed, route running, ball in his hands. He didn't face a ton of uh, press and he doesn't have a lot of contested targets. They did a good job of scheming him open. He's too quick for corners at the line of scrimmage, and I think he's too quick for most corners at the NFL level because he's got incredible speed. He's elite. His deep speed is elite, and it shows up in every aspect of his game. Um, he makes defenders miss him as good as anybody in college football. He understands how to manipulate leverage manipulate leverage of defensive backs, stemming routes, 
Okay, getting them going in one direction, making everything look the same. He rare, rarely attacks in a straight line. I mean, he's just all over the place. He's so tough to cover. He's superb at the catch point, despite despite not being the most physically imposing guy. He's got natural hands, plucks the ball, looks effortless. He's deadly in the open field. He's a threat to take it from anywhere. He'll alligate, alligate armor a little bit over the middle of the field. He's slightly built, hasn't filled out his frame. Rarely faced press coverage, working primarily from the slot. Didn't haul in as many throws outside the frame, ideally, as you'd like. I mean, you, you kind of look overall. Look, this guy, to me, is a terror. And is he or Riggs could go number one. And it wouldn't surprise me. And I think in terms of playmakers, um, when you look at the difference in how what the Chiefs can do to paralyze you, having these two guys, and, you know, I mean, these are two guys on the same roster in college. And two other guys are leaving behind that are also going to join them in the league. I mean, it gives you an idea of, of what they were what they were dealing with and certainly adding a guy like this to the receiving core your receiving core in the nfl it's going to be a huge get all right folks we're going to be back tomorrow to break that reminder a couple of things um check out the pro football show make sure you flip on over to that is we're going to get you more draft talk and certainly the latest going on around free agency um and we'll take your questions there as well Reminder that we're going to get into more college talk tomorrow. Look at more prospects. Uh, we're going to look, kind of recap the week that was in the ACC. ACC football and beyond is tomorrow. So we're going to get into a lot of that. Got a question? Send it to me over at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris. Uh, make sure that you're getting this podcast directly on your phone. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call and make sure that uh, you have that coming to you um and of course um check out landryfootball.com draft boards are out scouting reports our free agent board scouting reports we got it all for you there and make sure that you give our fine folks at 401k generation a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879 that's 1-866- 998-5879. They're the experts in financial planning. They can answer all your questions. Give them a call today. Tell them that we sent you. License in all 50 states so they can help you. Appreciate you joining us. Check on, check us all out over in the Pro Football Show, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow, everybody.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus